This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to the Scroll Down, y'all. It's Marcella Arguello here, and Nicole Thurman is out for the week, and we have a very special guest, the one and only very funny comedian, internet personality from Like, Share, Dimelo on Fuse, from De Lo Mio on HBO. We got Sasha Mercy. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here, bitch. Thank you for being here. (laughs) How are you? I've been good. I've just been kind of busy lately. And you know how it is. Just a little stress. I do know. Yeah. And it was and it was a crazy thunderstorm yesterday, right? Yeah, it was unexpected. Yeah. You're not used to that, right? Because how long you been in L.A. now? At three years. Yeah, so it's still early enough that you're just like, what is this thunderstorm? I right? was like, yeah, I'm like, what the heck is going on? I was a little scared. I'm like, is this the apocalypse? And, you, and you've been getting up. You, you did the Laugh Factory last week, I believe. Yes. And how was that? You did the Latino show that they got there? The yeah, yeah. The Beaner show? <laughs> the little Beaner show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I did that. It was cool. And then... I had a show on the 30th that a friend of, a friend of mine and I, we produced together and we started in New York City and it's called Mori Soñando. And it's like, a, it's like a double entendre because in, in Dominican Republic, there's this drink called Mori Soñando, which sounds like a stomachache because it's orange juice and milk with sugar. But it tastes like good. It's a creamsicle. Yeah, it literally yeah, a is a it literally is a creamsicle, but it's oh. in a form of a drink. And also, you know, people are always trying to shoot down your dreams and shit. And it's all about keeping mm-hmm. it alive, you know, Mori soñando. Yeah. So we did one in New York and then we did this one out here and it was pretty great. It was a great experience. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it was sold out, right? I think I saw that online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's always nice. It's always yeah. fucking nice. And you did Women Crush Wednesdays recently. You did my first one back. You were so funny. It was so great. Thank I, you I, for I, having I, me, oh, honestly. Because it, it was funny, too, because I remember you were like, I was supposed to do Women Crush before everything shut down. You yeah. were on the one that was got that got canceled. That's, yeah, so... Full circle. Like, get you in. Yeah, for real. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. I was like so nervous. The first time I remember I sent a video and I'm like, I hope she she accept, I hope she thinks I'm funny. I hope she thinks I'm funny. And then boom, a whole shutdown. And I was like, <laughs> She thought you were funny though. She, <laughs> she means me, y'all. She's yeah, talking about yeah, me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do, but I do I like to book all kinds of women and from every background. And you know what's funny? I don't even I don't even think we were friends back then. I don't even know if I was following you or nothing. Mm. Maybe I was, but yeah, I was pumped. I was pumped to have you. It was good. It was a good yeah. show. Yeah. And everybody you chose was amazing. It, Just, was, it was a fun one. For those who don't know, Women Crush Wednesdays is a monthly show that happens in Los Angeles. All women comedians, all women are, are femme identifying comics. And um, and it's hella, it's a blast. It's, it's one of the funnest shows at the Hollywood Improv Lab, if not the funnest show at the Hollywood Improv Lab. And it's arguably one of the most diverse shows in Los Angeles. And I fucking love it. People love it. There's always industry there, which is always nerve wracking for everybody. But I mm. love it. It's so fun. <laughs> and like last, the one you were on, the first one, I was like giving away edibles as prizes. And I, yeah, I was like doing like stupid ass questions to the audience. I was like, who's your favorite comic? And if they didn't say me, I was like, I'm not giving you this, you (laughs) idiot. What what other answer is there? What's your favorite joke of mine? And then like, and so people were waiting. And then this bitch that was hella drunk, I just go, what's your favorite color? And she fucking was like, 
what yeah. what do you mean i remember what? it was so fucking funny she fucking rose up she looked like she was having like an existential crisis right then and there she's she like really... am i here like who's yeah. talking to me like it was so weird i'm like what the fuck? it was hella funny like i kept giving her a chance like yeah come on like what's your favorite color let's i'm just mm. waiting for you to just shout any like literally any color and the bitch would just you're right she was having an existential crisis it was so funny it was really a great night it was a fun night i had a friend i had a friend come out and she was just like, yo, like everyone is so funny. And my friend became obsessed with you. She was like, you know what? I mean, that's what happens, bitch. I mean, it's it easy. easy. It's easy. Get a little taste of the Marcella, mm. Marcella experience. Yeah. The Arguello experience. That's it. Yeah, it's Arguello experience. La flaca explosiva. <laughs> I have a distant uncle that used to be a boxer, Alexis Arguello. He passed away. He was murdered, actually. Um, oh, but damn. He, his nickname was El Flaco Explosivo. So I'm trying to adapt that as my my nickname, La Flaca Explosiva. Bro, that should be like Netflix special, La Flaca Explosiva. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I got to click on this. <laughs> well, I mean, the white people will be like, I don't know about this, Jenny. La Flaca Explosiva. Explosivo? What is that? I, I have like a kick when people are trying to pronounce, like white people trying to pronounce Morisonando. They're like, Morisonando? Morisonando? I'm like, that's, that's like, good. are you having a stroke? What are you doing? Yeah. Morisonando? Morisonando. Morisonando? I don't know. It just feels like a, like a win for me. Like, look that's at that. Funny. You gotta, you gotta learn Spanish, motherfucker. We taking you, over. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Learn some Latin roots, sir. Some Greek mm-hmm. roots that you can read things. All right, Sasha, you ready to scroll down with me? 1,000%. All right, we're going to do the main character. Main character. You're trending. Main character. Okay, this week has been chaotic on social media. We had the great social media crash of 2021 that happened. And I loved every second of it, watching people just create new Twitter accounts, like just, they were just lost. It was so funny. How did you, how did you spend that day? I was happy. I was literally happy. I was like, yes. I mean, it would, I did. I feel like I had a break, but also it is kind of hypocritical of me because that's how I was able to find my voice right. through social media. Right. But I just feel like what it is today is not what I signed up for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it's just a completely it's so completely different now. Yeah. Sasha has a really good following on on Instagram specifically. I don't know if you're on Facebook. I would imagine Mm-mm. not. No. But yeah. So uh, for someone like you who like people like tune in to fucking escape from their horrible lives to watch your funny videos or maybe just look at your tits because wowie, they They're are big. beautiful. And, uh, and I remember one time you were like, Marcella, you just need to like post all the time. And I'm like, bitch, it's your titties. That's, that's how you get some of these followers. Like, let's be real. Yeah. You're they sag it. They sag too, but I got no titties to be like. I'm, I'm so funny. You know how to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Stop shaking your titties. They can't see a bitch. I, think, I know. Um, All right. But I, yeah, I would imagine for someone like you who has this, a, a large Instagram following, it's a relief, but also you're just like kind of reflecting, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like I, I became an accidental influencer. You know, mm. I never really sought out kind. to do that. Yeah, I I never really sought out to do that. You know, I was just having fun on social media. And then I started growing a following from there. And 
And that's why it was like, I guess, so frustrating for my previous managers because they're like, you have mm. to do this and you have to do that. I'm like, bitch, I don't want to do none of this shit. I want to be funny when I want to be funny. But, right. you know, it, they do kind of like condition your mind to think you have to, you know, start becoming a caricature of yourself. And now I'm Ooh. having such a, I, I guess I'm having an existential crisis like that white bitch you show. Because I'm like, <laughs> like, what do who I want to be? And like, my jokes are changing. I'm in a different place mm. in my life and my career. And it's not the same thing. I have a whole boyfriend now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that shit is crazy. I mean, you're very funny on on Instagram. I have noticed that you have in more recent days, like you post like some real serious, like 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 you bring it down therapy type shit, and yeah. uh, it's interesting. And I'm really enjoying it. And and I'm curious if you're gonna ever make any like quote unquote funny content that is rooted in like being better if that, if that makes sense yeah so the whole thing reason why i use comedy is because of the trauma that i've gone through in my mm. life and i feel like everyone has you know but i feel like for me specifically that has been the thing that has made me not take life so serious and be mm-hmm, like ah, you mm-hmm. just gotta move on you just gotta move on but something happened in my 30s where now i'm like oh my god bitch we gotta talk about it you know mm. so and the thing about comedy is that i I love how honest you can be through humor and make people laugh and also bring awareness. And I feel like Mm, comedy mm -hmm. brings healing. And if you're in the business of healing yourself, then you're in the business of healing a community. And that's why I believe in it so much. Yeah, I'm a profound person and shit. Damn, we got the TED talk over here with Sasha Mercy. Fuck. I got the I got the tech talk. I got the titties. I got you know. I got <laughs> what else does the bitch need? The titty talk. That's what you should do. The titty talk. The titty tech talk. Yeah. I think so that's you enjoyed the break from social media, right? The one thousand. Because you're not yeah. you're not like super active on Twitter, right? Nah. Mm-mm. You don't want to be. I am not honestly the way that you tweet is goals because i'll be looking at every tweet you make yeah yeah i'm like yo like she is always hitting and like for me if i write a tweet people are like what the fuck is she talking about (laughs) so i was like like where's the point where's the where's the punchline i'm like i'm not cut out for this this is too much pressure did you see this this the facebook whistleblower shit this shit is crazy People have conspiracy theories that Facebook did this to themselves because they want to distract from the Facebook whistleblower. Do you think that's that's what's going on? I do 100% believe so, because if not, it would have been going viral on Facebook. Like people would have been like, oh, my God, look mm. at what's going on, you know. That's but true. But I feel like what they did was a disservice to themselves because you shine a light on other other uh, apps that we can be using like TikTok, Twitter. Yo, yeah. and Jack Dorsey, did you see what Jack Dorsey said? What did Jack Dorsey say? Jack Dorsey says something about like, oh, like if you want me to buy you, like I'm more than happy to like oh, buy. Oh shit. Yeah, like he was in it. Like he was really like enjoying this as well. And the thing about her, Frances Hogan, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. Yeah. I just find it like, why do people care now when this is something that I've been talking about since 2017 or 2016 mm-hmm. when he left? And he was like, we created something that is going to get people addicted to it you know so he's been talking about it and why not listen to him he was the ceo one of the ceos you know that's a great point i mean it's interesting because it's people keep trying to tell people how bad facebook is and um and how the the jason apps are bad too and aoc had an interesting breakdown that she posted the day after everything happened or maybe it was the night of 
where she was like, it's they're monopolizing shit because they're showing that people are dependent on their on their apps. But I, to your point, I think that it's it's true that it did just highlight like there's other other ways to communicate. You know, yeah. I also texted everyone I know my lunch because I was like, I need some fucking interaction from people for some dumb shit. I didn't really do that, but um. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I think you're right. It is a distraction, but I you are also right in that I wonder what the fuck is gonna even going to happen. Like, is this actually going to help? Is it actually going to change anything? I mean, she was, she's talking to the Supreme Court, she's, but someone pointed out that everybody that she's speaking in front of has taken monetary contributions from Facebook, which is like, oh right. my God, this is like a disease. I deleted it my is. Facebook last summer and I was glad I did because I was like, oh, this place is hell. It's a mess. And the thing about it, too, is I think he's like gaining a God complex because Mm -hmm. but he was very worried about Elizabeth Warren running for president and winning. And there's a whole audio like I don't know if you were familiar with this audio where he's it's out there. You can listen to it. And he was like, if she wins, then um, we're going to have a legal challenge with our government. Like he is so confident that he will win against the government if they try to Mm. break Facebook apart. So I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. All I know is that I need to work out and go to therapy. That's all. I'm over (laughs) this shit. I know. I always think about that. It's like this shit is so much bigger than us. Talking about it feels like you feel more helpless when you talk about it because you're just like, damn, you got to be at Elizabeth Warren's level to feel like a threat to Zuckerberg. You know, like, that's crazy. Oh, and they lost like seven billion dollars. In investments. Oh, so yeah. he went down from yeah. being, he he went from being the third richest person on earth to the fourth richest person on earth. Damn. Man, we're, hey, our heart is with you. Or the fifth. Yeah, I mean, so damn, fourth or fifth, that's sad as fuck. My heart is with you, Mark Zuckerberg, for going from 80 billion to 79 billion or whatever the fuck. Um, oh, it was way more than math. that. I know, but, you know, I don't have that full numbers memorized. Right, I just right. feel like he needs to get robbed. Somebody just needs to give him a good old-fashioned robbing. People don't carry cash like that. They're going to be like, all right. That's why I'm like, you remember that that time when the these people robbed, like these two guys robbed these three people in fucking broad daylight in Melrose? And I'm looking at them like, y'all got to be the dumbest motherfuckers on earth because you're going to steal, what, credit cards? And then they're going to block it as soon as you leave? Yeah. Like, what did you what did you win? Oh man, yeah. You're the low low fruit of like of thieves. Like learn how to fucking <laughs> hack or some shit. Like you're annoying. Hear me oh, for what? One of the mosquitoes. A gun a, a robber at gunpoint just a fucking mosquito. Sir, what is this about? Can you not? Can you just get out of my face with this shit here? Take this. Oh my god. I'm just gonna get you it all shut down. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna play a little clip from that AOC reel because I, I think that it's it's y'all need to hear it. It's just too good. If your life was disrupted by the Facebook outage today and say you couldn't communicate with loved ones because WhatsApp was down or maybe your career or your small business took a hit because Instagram was down. Maybe we should be asking ourselves why one company is trying to monopolize the internet, communication platforms and digital commerce. And maybe we should break them yeah, nobody is perfect. I, I always say that AOC is not perfect, but every now and again, yeah. you know, you got to listen to the bitch. She's going to be our president one day. So, you know, we're, we're here for her and her fuck ups. All right. With that, we're going to take a quick break. And we're back. Okay. And what, what the, the fuck? fuck news? 
breaking news. What the hell? What, what, what the fuck is this? Ellen Pompeo is admitting to being a huge bitch on set. So she has a podcast for some fucking reason. And she was talking to Patrick Dempsey about um, the day that Denzel Washington was there directing an episode. And she was like going to make she made a suggestion to another actor. And then Denzel was like, oh, whoa, that's not cool. Don't do that. And she was like, this is my fucking set. Did you hear, did you hear about this? Did you read about this? I did hear about it. I only read a tweet like I, I i didn't go so deep into reading it because i'm like oh, i'm like okay yeah, whatever this white bitch yeah yeah but i feel like when it comes i heard this rule where directors in series are disposable mm. and directors in movies are king so directors in series they kind of have to go with the flow of what's already kind of working oh so her, I guess it was the confidence for me, like, listen, motherfucker, like, this is my, like, when she said, listen, motherfucker, this is my show, right? I, right. I, I guess for people, it just didn't sit well because Denzel Washington is so beloved by so right. many people. Right, right, that, right. That, like, girl, you didn't even have to say that in public. Like, men are, right. you know, men boss are, are dicks behind the scene. Like, you you will never, he'll never be like, you know, and I said, listen, bitch. They're just like, you know, <laughs> I did what I had to do to let them, <laughs> let them know I'm boss or some shit. But she was like, I said, listen, motherfucker. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I just I never heard about that, but that, I, I would I would imagine that that's probably true. And yeah, I mean, it's just weird, you know, anytime anybody's going to be disrespectful on set, it just seems like excessive. Yeah. And yeah, people were really upset because of how, I mean, yeah, because he's beloved. As someone who is a bitch, and sometimes <laughs> I'm a bitch anywhere, wherever I'm at, I don't like, I'm not braggadocious about when I'm a bitch. Like sometimes I'm like, yeah, I fucked up right there. But like, I, I had to say something like, you right. know, like I, I'm that. But I think people were more mad that she was just so flippant when she was recount, recounting the story. And which makes sense because it's like, bitch, it's Denzel Washington. Like, you, you why don't you watch your mouth? Like, but right. I, you know, I mean, there's something that's interesting to me, that point that you brought up this rule, because I'm not familiar with it, but if that's true, then in her head, he was just another disposable director, which that yeah. means she's just treating motherfuckers equal, right? That's what she's really doing. She's <laughs> like, that's how I talked to the director yesterday and the day after. Yeah. So I guess that's good on her. But yeah, I mean, it's fucking like, girl, this is Denzel Washington. This is a story you want to you wanna be telling? It's right. Wild. It's just like you said, like being braggadocious about it. Yeah. Like, that's like, it's kind of odd. It's really odd. Yeah. When it's you're like, like girl boss shit. Yeah, it's girl boss shit, but you didn't have to like be public about it, right? You know? <laughs> Keep like, that the secret, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Harvey, like- Harvey Weinstein did well because he kept his secrets and people kept their secrets. That's yeah. why he did so well. That's hella funny. Oh my god, that's that's wild. Yeah, I mean, I I I definitely found this story interesting because well, mostly because people's reaction. Because I was just like, I don't know, just it just seems like that's how she is, like. You know, I mean, we've 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 known about her, read about her, all the stories that she's just kind of she's just kind of a wild one. But I think people were mad because it was Denzel. And it makes me it also makes me wonder because people have brought up the point like, oh, if it was a white director, would she have done this? But I also feel like she would. Me too. Right. 
Me too. So I don't know. But, but it's like it's that constant story that you always hear. Like when a woman stands up for herself, she's a bitch. She's not a boss. Right. She's a bitch. And right. it's just that constant stereotype that a man could probably do something like that or say something and not get any repercussions for it. But I think if it was a dude and it was a, a real big actor male actor speaking to a female director actor that way i think it would have been as well yeah this crazy that's true there's also supposedly a rule on set where you're the actors aren't supposed to give other actors acting notes have you heard of that rule yeah but you know what i know a couple people that are in an actual series on tv and they kind of if they're good and they're they've been they have star quality and star power they actually influence the writers to what they want for it to be fit oh, for sure, the show. Oh, sure, for sure. So I think that because this is literally Ellen Pompeo's show and she's been how many years already? Like, Yeah, a I, lot of years. It's been a lot of years. I don't fucking know. I can't. I'm not going to math. But this is her show and it's written around her. And so I think that this is normal. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting yeah. point, Sasha. I don't I don't know. You sound like you really support Ellen Pompeo being a bitch to Denzel Washington. No, no, no. I don't. I don't support it. I'm throwing like you I- under the bus here. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Sasha Mursti supports all white women being dickheads to black men. I don't no, know what you it's see? about. Damn. You see, you see what Damn. happens when you, you have an But you know what? Them. Hashtag no, no, Sasha no. Mursti's canceled. But who wrote the show? Shonda Rhimes. Who's letting that rock? Shonda Rhimes. Oh, wow. You just throwing black people under the bus. No, what are you trying to say? No, come on, yo. Come on, don't do that to me. I'm supporting Shonda Rhimes. If Shonda Rhimes is okay with that shit, so am I. I don't know if she was okay with it, but she was just like, yeah, she's a bitch sometimes. We told you she's spicy white when she's on set. Well, this is what happens when you have a special guest host on this show. You never know nah. what kind of wild takes you're going to hear nah. from complete strangers. Follow <laughs> Sasha Mercy on Instagram nah. and on Twitter where she has spicier takes. Uh, we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to... <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, this is actually a great transition to Insider Edition because we're keeping it um, still backstage. <laughs> Okay, so there was this wild ass tweet thread that I stumbled upon where there was a girl, Katie Delaney, who her tweet has has been deleted since, but she basically mentioned this this writer who she worked with that was a liar. And so this guy, Dylan Park at D-Y-L-L-Y-P, he did this thread recounting his experience with this writer. So there was this show. I forget what the fucking show is called. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. So they were on this show that had to do with war. And so they hired a lot of writers or they tried to hire writers who were previously veterans of whatever, army, navy, whatever military they could get their hands on. I mean, you know, in in that situation, you kind of just go with the flow. And so this fucking guy goes on and on about his experience with this lady who's his co-writer and did you read the sasha i was reading the thread i'm not familiar with any of this stuff so you're gonna have to like guide me but i was reading his thread to where he was saying that she was just lying about everything and like she just made no sense i'm wondering who was part of the vetting process i know so how did that happen exactly 
Exactly. So it, it's crazy because so basically uh, everything they're writing, they're getting the experiences from these veterans um, so they can be like so they can be accurate in this show. The show is called 68 Whiskey. Thank you. So he's breaking down like his little experiences, like the little red flags he's seeing with this writer, because, you know, he has served time and he has his experiences. And he also is like just going not just nuanced red flags but like full-blown red flags but it took him a minute to like try to piece it together because people would ask this writer this woman these questions like oh what happened when you know you saw someone die or like what Mm -hmm. was the procedure and what happened and she would like say shit that made no sense to him and he was like but why would you do that if x y and z and (laughs) it's the thread is just really funny because at a certain point he fucking finally is like she's lying she's a fucking liar (laughs) we have to get her out of here but because she's under a contract they have to go through this you know long ass procedure of like going under investigation but she's still working there but they have now figured out that she's a liar she has also before you know they let her know that she's not going to work there anymore she's now suspicious of them figuring out that she's a liar because he is starting to finally call her out on her shit before he was like, I don't want to discredit anybody. If like, just, you know, I mean, every veteran's experience is going to be different. And so he was just kind of like, I don't know, maybe that's how they do things. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't serve where she served. So maybe it was different. Right. right? And then once she starts realizing that they have figured it out, he was like, she starts bringing in all these like bribery treats, like cakes and donuts and, and being hella sweet to everybody. And I'm just cracking up. What happens, how they figure it out is this fool reaches out to like somebody he knows from the Pentagon. They look this bitch up. She's nowhere to be found. And that's when like, that's when shit exploded. He asks her to, cause she says she speaks uh, this language Pashto, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the with that, but he asks for a translation, uh, like open the door. And then she's like, oh, that translation, there's no word for door. And he was like, I'm sorry, this like old ass language doesn't have a word for door. Are you serious? And and so shit like that, that was just. Yeah, you know, like red that's flag the after o- red flag. Yeah, it was like the official language of Afghanistan, I think. Mm. And, she just, and you're supposed to be in. Yeah, the what was it, Sergeant General, and you don't mm. even know how to speak, man. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. To me, what I feel like is so weird is that who was part of the vetting process? It just seems lazy that they did that kind of because it's like you obviously didn't do your research. I could have, right. I could have come in and be like, I'm a Dominican Jewish gay veteran. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at okay, that point, we're gonna, you're yeah, hired. sure. But but see, that is the thing. The thing that I like about this is it exposes how fucking stupid the 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 process of writing for television is. Because he he mentions that she knew some, she like was friends with someone who was a higher up. So they just fucking hired her because she just charmed the pants off somebody who had power, and that's what I fucking hate about Hollywood and the industry and all that shit is like. It's it's so there's so much nepotism and there's also just so much like blind nepotism because like, OK, if I've I've seen it where someone who is talented has their brother hook them up 
And then they're fucking writing on SNL or something, but they're actually very talented. So I'm just like, well, you know, they just, they have a step above us and that's just how it goes sometimes Mm -hmm. that I can't really argue too much. I mean, it still sucks, but I get it. And cause also that's the other thing. It's like, if you do know someone's background, you know, that they're reliable, like, yeah, you would hire your homeboy if, if, if you could, and it made sense and they were funny and you know, they brought the best out of you. Right. That I get. It's that shit where it's like, oh, yeah, I met this person once and they were so funny and they were a veteran. So we're hiring them now. Right. It's like, bro, what is the vetting process? Like, you know, to your point, it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing to make sure that these people are what they say they are? And that's the shit that bothers me. Yeah. So she she just probably like uh, charmed the pants out of that person by making these like war cookies and be like, I know, you know, like I know how to make war cookies or whatever, you know, it's just so odd. It it really is. And it says a lot about that person because you really don't give a fuck about your reputation, bringing in somebody that could destroy it. Like this woman, it so wasn't crazy. even like, OK, she wasn't even like semi bad. She was horrible because she yeah. lied. On top of lies, on top of lies. Like, on to- like she lied about killing people, lied about saving people, lied about like shit. They everything. Just like, well, it's fucking crazy, right, Sasha? It is fucking crazy. Are you going to lie? We need to get better at job? I think so. If that's what it is, like, uh, I'll be whatever you, you, I'm a doctor, I'm a surgeon. How about that? Ooh. Fucking and me Kim right Jones about style. all the surgeons. Thank you. And me, <laughs> me write about all the surgeries I did, the lives I, li- I did. Um, mm-hmm. I lived, Go write for Shonda Rhimes and Grey's Anatomy, girl. Go say you're a doctor. It's it. I feel Something like, I feel like Shonda girl. actually, I feel like Shonda actually has like an aggressive vetting system. She does not fuck around. No, not at all. Because again, it's your reputation. Mm-hmm. That's right. At the end of the day. All right, we're going to move on. Spoiler alert. Ew, it's spoiled. <laughs> We're going to talk about <laughs> We're going to talk about Squid Game. Are you watching Squid Game, Sasha? Am I watching, man? I'm done. I'm fucking Damn. done. It's good, I watched right? the I know whole... I finished. In 2 days, in 2 days. Did you? In two it... day? I couldn't I couldn't do it. I had to like take a couple breaks. I was like this is a lot. It's emotionally distressing. Again, guys, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it and you're going to watch it, turn it turn this pause it skip it go forward and um it, it gets a little aggressive at a certain point where i'm just like oh my god it's a roller coaster of emotions yeah so me and my boyfriend watching it together and the episode of sang woo and ali i was just like mm. i have to walk out of the room and then you tell me what happens because i can't i can't watch it i was like that crying was- in the other room i signed up for therapy and everything that yeah that shit was <laughs> fucked up that sang woo and ali storyline was like a mess and also like I love that they set up the Sangwoo character because like with my God, what's the what's the main character's name? Fuck. He was like, oh, he's like the smartest genius in our school and in our class. And oh, my God. And, da, da, da. and they kept like, hyping him up, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, something's going to happen with this fool. So like yeah. when he first started betraying everybody and it mm-hmm. was a secret and then he got more bolder and way more bolder. And it was like, man, and that's how people are. Oh my God. Wait, I got to find this text exchange with this dude. Because it's really realistic to human. Exactly. To, to human relationships and stuff, especially when they feel like they have something to lose. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I was just, me and this fool were texting and, and he goes, this is definitely not a game built for good intentions to win. And it was like, that's like life. That's what that mm-hmm. is. That shit sucks how it, it was just 
like with this fucking character lady lying about shit like people mm-hmm. will be so dirty to get what they want and then get it and then fucking lose it all because they fucking didn't do the honorable shit and some people like mark zuckerberg fucking do dirty shit and mm-hmm. then are fucking quadrillionaires because they fucking sacrificed human life i mean that is what's happening i mean it, this was like to me squid game is such a good a good display a good mirror of mm-hmm. what happened during the pandemic where some people yeah. just play with your like human lives and it's fucking sad as hell. And I was like, yep, this is very real. I think that's why people are liking it. Yeah, that's that's why it, people can relate to it. And if anything, if I learned anything is that you'll make it if you're likable. <laughs> like, Because if you think <sighs> about the main character. I'm having a hard time, Sasha. I'm yeah. having a hard time. Um, whatever. People need to get people need to get on to you. Like, fuck that. They're just too sensitive but but yeah it's all about being likable because when you think about the main character he was always yeah he was a gambler and stuff like that and then he made it through because people were looking out for him right because they're just like oh he got like a little pure soul i don't know if you saw that tweet but they were like gene han cared about everybody but his own daughter <laughs> yo that's <laughs> We had me fucking dead. Like, That's hella funny. Because he did. And everyone had, you know, grew a liking towards him. I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I don't got to be the smartest person. I just got to be my genuine self. Like, right. And just kind of have some sort of integrity. But but yeah, these these characters were very real. And that's what's so freaky about it. And I like Korean writers because this is not my first time watching a Korean show. Oh, you show. you fucking culture, bitch. You so culture, bitch. I'm motherfucking culture, okay? Like, I was... <laughs> Okay, yo tengo la, el culture en el corazón. I don't know. But listen, so there was another show called Alice in Borderland. And I'm just, I, I love how these characters are so grounded. And I feel like sometimes that is what's missed in, in writing for American shows. Like everything is just mm. like so... It just also shows you like this psychopathic nature of people that are rich. Like, they're just, they don't, they yeah. literally don't give a fuck. Like, you think about Mark Zuckerberg right now. You're literally playing with people's lives. And because you're not mm-hmm. putting in the proper, like, the the proper evaluation. Like, you just stopping all this shit from being so hateful and, and doing the proper right. procedures to stop that from happening, you know that it's not going to have a lot of clickbait or anything like that and so therefore your money is at risk so it's kind of annoying because he's really playing with people's lives around the world and if you watch the 60 minute episode with francis she's talking about how they know that inciting all this hate speech is also inciting a lot more violence and throughout the world Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you just don't give a fuck yeah i'm a yeah, they don't give a fuck um, or what they give a fuck is about mm-hmm. money. And I always and there's you know, I have and I've talked about this before, but I when I have friends who like reach out to me because they're just like, I'm thinking about doing this thing, but I don't like it. I'm not, And I'm always just the question I always ask them is how much money do you need? How much money do you need? Like, I know you're well off. I know you're successful. You're doing this thing that's not going to bring you any joy and you're just doing it because of money. Like, you know, like, who are you if that's what, you know, the, the decision is? Like, I get it. Money does help. But hey, when people are like, money is, you know, money doesn't make you happy. And it's like, yeah, but money mm, fucking yeah. helps you relieve some stress, helps you help other yeah. people. Money can be good if if you are in a piece of shit. 
And I, I, and they always say money is the root of all evil, but I mean, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's fucking hella true. And money controls people. And yeah, Squid Game is good. Watch it, y'all. Yeah, I just want to get to the point where I'm like comfortably living and just be like, everybody could suck my dick. Like, you know, like I don't have to go to these parties. I don't have to fucking deal with people. But yeah. I always think it's funny when people are like, where did this person go? And it's just like, I don't know, maybe they just like didn't need any more money and didn't want to do anything. Right. Like, like it's a bad thing. Public eye anymore. Right. Like it's a bad thing. They it's always not. make it seem like it's a bad thing. Like, oh, my gosh, she fell off. Bitch. No, she just was like, this ain't for me. Goodbye. You know, she's like, I'm sitting down. I didn't fall off that. I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm watching you guys just go to these parties. Like, <laughs> you know, Jennifer Lopez is so amazing, but she reminds me of that late of the lady who's like always partying with the young people. You know, like the old mm-hmm. lady that just not old lady because she looks great. But I'm like, yo, she really is so youthful. And I don't know how she does it. I don't know how she does it. I'm already about to be 32 and I'm like, I don't have it in me. <laughs> I just don't have but it see, in not me. not everybody's built the same. Like, I don't know how she does it. But. She's also, dude, she's also a savage. Like, yeah. you know, she has it in her because she got issues. Like, I was talking <laughs> to somebody because they didn't, they, right. didn't re- they didn't realize, dude, when she was 18, she, or maybe, maybe younger, she told her mom, I'm going to follow my dreams. And the mom goes, if you follow your dreams, you can't live in this house anymore. Her mother abandoned her mm-hmm. because she wanted to follow her dreams. You think a bitch like that isn't going to have some fucked up issues? Yeah. She's probably trapped sometimes in that mentality of like, I got to clutch and keep it spicy, I need that keep trauma young, then. keep it tight. I need that trauma then. Because the, tra- <laughs> the trauma that they that I have is different. It's like, yo, where the fuck is my confidence, bro? <laughs> that is crazy. I need that trauma. Uh, funny. I need that trauma. That's a funny quote. I need that trauma. Um, moving on to joke of the week. <laughs> That's a funny joke. So, Sasha, every week, or not every week, we try to every week show a joke that we've seen tweeted out or on, somewhere on social media that we've seen a thousand times that people are fucking rehashing and remixing and they fucking act like it's brand new. The shit is going viral and it annoys us because we're like, I've seen this so many times. Right. Like, you know, like a hack, like hacky shit, mm-hmm. basically. And there's a, a a video. It's a cute video. It's from on Instagram. It's French Lentil. And it's these two dogs. And they're basically like, oh, what's your dream job? And it's like, darling, I told you, I, I do not dream of labor. And I'm so sick of this joke where every everybody's always like, oh, dream, there's no such thing as a dream job. I don't dream of labor. Oh, labor is in the dream. And I hate it and it annoys me and i am sick of seeing it Mm -hmm. and i don't care if it's two little cute dogs yeah but you guys need to stop sharing this dream job joke because it's also there are dream jobs i think that there are dream jobs so like this is like not that funny and that's not that funny but that's uh, when we because we don't dream of labor that's why we owe china so much money because we got (laughs) because we gave the jobs there you know what i'm saying like come on we don't want to do labor but now (laughs) we in debt like like life is sometimes <laughs> oh, that's hella funny bitch <laughs> like, that's what that's what I'm saying like yo I could go on a tangent with that shit cause that's something that's been in my mind for so long but I don't wanna you know that'll be like an hour but it's like you know sometimes you gotta do shit you don't wanna do you know like it's like right. we gotta learn how to take care of ourselves and sometimes there's labor that has to be done to take care of yourself you know yeah 
that's how we don't know how to yeah. do i mean yeah. i yeah i definitely do i don't i don't, I don't love the, the concept of like there's no dream job because there are i mean i i think being able to i get i'll get paid racks for doing 30 minutes of stand-up and you love fucking it. don't think that's a dream job bitch yeah. are you kidding me yeah. i get to i get paid to be mean to people and talk shit on stage mm-hmm. like that's a dream don't need job to be, like what labor like what is labor like sometimes people like to do stuff and like that's yeah. therapeutic for them to go to work oh, and yeah. get shit done whatever it is which is building which is like uh, reception work like some people love that some people because yeah. their life isn't so consumed about they don't some people just don't attach their identity to their career. So they're like, let me just get this job done. It's good. I love it. I'm having a good time. And I get to be home with my family. I also think it's sweet when people retire and yeah, maybe it wasn't their quote unquote dream job. And then they go and do a job or they volunteer and they do it because routine and having something to do is so good for their brains. Right. People fucking die after they retire because they don't actually are doing anything. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm just sick of this joke. Yeah. That's not really a joke and also kind of doesn't yeah. make sense. And also just is so uppity. It's so uppity. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. Shitting on blue collar workers. I don't like it. Right. Me neither. I don't like it. And also shitting on the fact that there are literal dream job like you think beyonce isn't living her dream job right. she is right she got a fucking dream life because of all the sacrifices she made anyways on that note sasha that's been the scroll down thank you for joining us where can people find you you could find me everywhere catch me on instagram catch me on tiktok and that's about it anything you want to plug not right now but yeah well check her out on fuse like share dimelo delo mio i believe it's still on hbo hbo max yeah it's still on hbo max delo mio the independent film yeah it's great check that out it's it's a great drama Mm -hmm. it's great drama yeah you look incredible in it it's great so check that out stream that y'all um my name is marcella you can check me out at marcella comedy everywhere i'm in chicago october 9th i'm in fort collins october 22nd and 23rd so come see me live and that's it shout out to stephanie aguilar our beautiful sound engineer who's so incredible makes us sound great and our producer danielle jones wesley do everything and we love them and we'll have nicole back next week thank you sasha everybody thanks for tuning in please like share and subscribe rate and review all your ratings and reviewings help us so yeah tell your friends all right peace y'all That was a HeadGum Podcast.